0: Horse & Hound Podcast.
1: And welcome back to the Horse and Hound Babington Daily Podcast, which is supported by Bailey's Performance Balancer. I'm Gemma Redrup, and today I'm joined by three of my Horse and Hound colleagues: Pippa Room, Martha Terry, and Lucy Elder. Sorry. Hi there. Hi Gemma. Just about to say, I'm sorry if there's any background noise. We are recording in the middle of Babington still, where we where we are. Um, anyway, today we had day two of dressage here at Babington, and we've got a new leader, but otherwise the top few remain pretty unchanged. Now. Um, the person that has gone into the lead is Laura Collett on London 52 and they posted a very impressive score of 21 Lucy I'll, I'll start with you, what, what, what did you make of, of Laura's test and, and, and what she said afterwards?
0: It was a beautiful test, I mean to score a 21, at a 5 star it is going to be something pretty special and that's what they delivered there today she said afterwards that he really rose the occasion and she was actually very emotional afterwards, I, she came to chat to the mic, in the mix zone and I caught some video with her as well and she was saying how he is her he really is her horse of a lifetime looking at the marks as well as you said that's the 21 for the overall mark but there were 10s for her extended trot and her medium canter and <laughs> ratings have crunched some of the statistics as they have been doing all week and they say that it is the best test by a woman at badminton and it is also up in the top 5 of all time badminton dressage schools so that again puts it into context of not yeah. just the strength of the field but in terms of badminton history as well it's pretty amazing and i think we can hear from laura now
1: he's a phenomenal horse and you know it's an absolute pleasure to ride a horse like that um in, in an arena like that you know so often you come here and they shrink on you and um you know suck, suck back because of the
2: pressure and he rose to the occasion and you know it was it was a very nice feeling <laughs>
1: So this means that yesterday's overnight leader, the first day of dressage overnight leader, Tommy McEwen um, and Toledo De Cursa have moved down to second on their 23.4 score. Um, and Kitty King has also obviously therefore dropped down one place to third place on Vondra Biat. There were some key contenders that went today that I think a lot of us were really looking forward to seeing. One of those was Oliver Townend and Ballamore Class, who are previous winners at this level. And obviously Oliver was won team gold with him at the Tokyo Olympics last year. They scored 25.9, which has put them into eighth place. And Oliver, I will say that he was very disappointed with his mark, not with the horse, but with his mark after his test. Pippa, I'm going to come to you now to discuss Ros Cantor, because she had a, a good time today on Lordships Graffalo, her, sec- her second ride at, ba- at Badminton this year. What can you tell us about that?
2: Yep, Ros scored 26 and sits in 10th with Lordships Graffalo. He is a young horse who's just coming up to the five-star level. This is his first five-star, having been second at two four-star longs last year. Um, so a really exciting one to see. I think he looks a bit like an overgrown Exmoor pony. He's got that mealy nose on him and he looked very compliant in the arena today, but he is his own character and um, Ros said he can be lazy he can be hot it's very much just Walter's way it's not really got anything to do with uh, with where he is and she was trying to quieten everybody down as she was going into the arena because there was a lot of applause for the rider before but she said it really wasn't necessary he didn't bat an eyelid he was fine with it he was a little green in some of his flying changes yeah. but I think he's a very exciting one and um, I was going to say he's Ros's next team horse. I think we know that. It's not a secret. He was direct reserve horse for the Europeans last year for her. So good result today and looking forward to seeing him out in the cross country tomorrow and seeing how he takes on his first five star. And now we're going to hear from Ros Cantor.
1: Yeah, I was over the moon with Lordships Graffalo. He's, you know, he's only rising 10, so I really didn't know
3: what to expect today, but um, he's produced the best work he's done all week in the arena, so I couldn't be more delighted.
1: And Lucy, you also had a close eye on Pippa Funnels' test, also her second ride, uh, which was on MGH Grafton Street, who's her her burley winner, actually, her reigning burley winner. What, What can
0: you tell us about that? Yes, yeah, she was very pleased with him. She told me afterwards that he's not the biggest of movers, but he tried very hard, so she was she was really pleased. And she's very much in touching distance. She's got two horses on very good scores ahead of the jumping phases. MGH Grafton Street, as you said then, is provisionally in 11th, going into cross-country on a score of 26.1, which really isn't very far behind the absolute business end of the leaderboard and she has her other ride which she was on yesterday billy walk on who's on a score of 28.5 and is in provisional joint 16th place so really is really close up at the top there it's nice place to be with two horses going into cross country day and talking of the, those riders' first horses,
2: yesterday on the first day of dressage, Thursday, it's worth pointing out that Roz also has All Star B right up there, still in twelfth. So they're yeah. both riders who have got two horses, one well in the mix, as is Oliver Townend. Yeah, for sure. And now we're going to hear from Pippa Funnel.
0: He's not the biggest, most impressive mover, and he's not built to be sort of a big, long neck in front of you. Um, but he behaved really well, and, and yeah, I was, I was thrilled with how his brain was, and he tried hard.
1: Now, Martha, (laughs) you are our resident French fluent French speaker, and there were there was a plethora of French riders today. Um, So I want to ask you about the highest place of those. Which excuse my pronunciation if it's wrong. Jéréglacros. Very good, very good. (laughs) What can you what can you tell us about his test? And um, and he's fourteenth on twenty six point seven. What what can you sort of tell us about what he said afterwards?
3: Yeah, I was I was really excited to see the French. He was he was the first one of quite a strong contingent. I think they brought nine riders here. Which we haven't seen the French for quite a long time, so um, that was exciting. And then he duly performed a 26.7 test, and I thought well, we might be seeing some more, but actually, he was the, the leader of the French. And Shireg was riding a lovely bay first time at Badminton, Esprit de la Loge. He, he actually he had just one small mistake in the rein back, but otherwise, it was, it was really impressive. It was smart, it was consistent, the horse looked relaxed. And he, he said the horse was actually has been quite tense all week, and so he did quite a lot of lunging. Um, and it all paid off, and, and they did brilliantly. It'll be really interesting to see how he goes tomorrow because they, they've got some slightly mixed results. They're okay, kind of winners or losers.
1: <laughs> it was a real smart looking horse, though. And
3: yeah,
1: it'll be interesting to see how they go. I'm just going to scoop up a couple of the um, other combinations that we were looking forward to seeing today. And the first of those uh, was Bubby Upton, who has been pretty well documented, has been trying to juggle finish, literally completing her university degree while she's here. I think she stayed up till quite late last night writing her dissertation in the lorry and um, she said she was a mixture of happy and disappointed with cola they posted a score of 30.4 to leave them in 24th going into the cross country phase she was happy because she was pleased with how the horse coped in the atmosphere but she was sort of disappointed because she anticipated that he perhaps might might react to the crowd Um, so she added an extra five minutes onto her warm-up time which in the end she didn't need so she said he would and then ended up a little bit flat but overall she she was pretty happy and I think fair play to her for trying to juggle all of those things and come to your first badminton and then the other combination i want to mention is new zealand's tim price and they're now 19 year old ringwood sky boy so they scored 29.1 and are in 19th and i believe if this horse starts cross country tomorrow he will set a new record for the horse to have started at the most five star most five star cross countries ever and it will be his eighteenth start around the cross country so that's pretty impressive stuff. We'll be back after this a very short break. The Horse and Hound Badminton Daily podcast is supported by Bailey's Performance Balancer, which is great for adding to diets to keep them fully balanced and providing optimal nutrition for those working horses who don't need the full amounts of a mix or cube. So, what do our riders make of the cross-country course? First up, we're going to hear from Piggy March.
0: Um, Yes, I had a look at the course and it's a really good track got a bit of everything and it's brave it's bold it's quite intense it's a long way it's everything a five-star track am I looking forward to it (laughs) no but I'm on I'm on a five-star horse and I know I'm on a five-star horse and she is um she's got a big heart and you know if she's on her day and she feels happy then she'll give it a really good go and so that's what you want from your teammate but um it's a good track
1: and now we'll hear from Oliver Townend
0: yeah, very serious and very intense, it'll, it'll be very easy to get slow because of all the angles and the sizes of the angles, um, but at the same time, you know, it's what we expect, it's a true five star. I think if you get two minutes from home and you've got running left you'll get home, but there's a lot to do before that point.
1: Next we'll hear from Nicola Wilson.
2: I'm really looking forward to riding the course on Saturday, Uh, there's lots of questions right from the very beginning all the way to the very end and the middle section is going to be really intense, not only physically for the horses but also mentally. Um, So I've got our two horses as fit as we can possibly get them and we'll just have to wait and see how they cope with their first five star but really looking forward to to, to Saturday and seeing how we come on.
1: And here's William Fox Pitt's thoughts. i walked around the course, yes, um, it's looking good, it's looking big,
0: lots to attack, um, lots of turning early on, so I hope the, the brakes are working. Um, and then big section in the middle, and um, hopefully
1: energy to gallop home. But, yeah, a lot of jump out there, lots of questions. Finally, here's what Ros Cantor thinks of this year's Babington Cross Country Course.
3: Yeah, I think it's a fantastic course. Um, really forward, obvious for the horses if we get our lines right. Mm. Um, lots of galloping stretches. Um, so I think if the horses enjoy... The badminton experience, they like big fences. I think it's a lovely track to ride, yeah.
1: So that was really interesting to hear those riders' thoughts on the track this year. And I'm gonna come around and ask each of you to pick a key fence that you think might cause, potentially cause some problems. Pepper, I'll
2: I'll start with you if that's all right. Yeah, a fence that caught my eye when I was walking the course, it hasn't had a lot of press, but is the Lemure Leap at fence 18 ABC. It's not a fence that's had a lot of press, but I do think it's an interesting one. It's essentially a hedge, then a run down to an open ditch and on over a sort of bank to a skinny. Um, two things about it the first is that. Obviously, horses jump open ditches all through the levels, but I was really surprised that Janelle Price had a problem at a similar, actually very different fence, but it involved an open ditch at Kentucky last week, and she said that she knew it was going to be a problem that her horse doesn't like open ditches, and I found it amazing that a horse can get to Five Star and have a problem at open ditches, and maybe we don't see as many of them up the levels as as we should, or as are needed pair prepare horses for this level, so I wonder if there might be any horses with similar problems. The other thing about it is the way the skinny off the bank comes up you're sort of going to have to take off for the skinny halfway down the bank when you're on a level with the top of the skinny. And that fence has been jumped before at Badminton off a different bank. And it is quite unpredictable in terms of how the horse reads the bank, reads the skinny, and reads that slightly unusual question of being asked to take off halfway down a bank and aim for a fence which is at the same height as its feet. Um, it's difficult to describe that, but <laughs> yeah. if, you're, uh, if you're here as a member of the public and you're standing outside the rails getting a side view of the fence you will know exactly what I mean because that's the view I had and yeah it's just a bit of an unpredictable one and I'm interested to see how it jumps yeah when I walked it I was like oh about the massive open ditch
1: which usually you see a rail on top of that and it'd be a tracana and then oh again <laughs> at the at the final element so like you say it will be really interesting Martha I'll come to you next which is your fence that you're you're going to pick out
3: I think the whole course is is <laughs> really um quite scary and big and bold Um, And I've actually picked the smallest fence on the whole track, which is 60 centimetres high, apparently, according to um, Andrew Hoy, who did our course walk um, in the magazine. Um, It's it's called the Broken Bridge, and it's basically, yeah, yeah, it's a 60 centimetre couple of logs and then you drop down I don't know how far but many many feet it's a really really big drop and it's quite a flat landing um, I imagine it's the kind of fence that a horse will jump once and not again and hopefully all the horses will jump it once <laughs> so it's kind of old-fashioned I feel it's the yeah. sort of thing we used to do on a very tiny scale at Pony Club but yeah it's a real rider Fry now
1: be, yeah I think the pictures from that fence will be quite spectacular exactly. Um, and
0: Lucy, how about yourself? I'm going to pick the crossings of the Vicarage Ditch. So you actually crossed this ditch three times this year in that really intense section of the course, which kind of, for me, looking at it, starts at the Ford Broken Bridge and comes all the way back round to the to the light source BP solar farm, that chunk there. Uh, But particularly the Rolex rails and the Holland Cooper Vicarage V, uh, which are the second and third times that riders will cross that ditch. And they cross it in quite quick succession in those two occasions. Those are really big rails on a really big open ditch on a really big angle. And again, they're rider frighteners. And if the horses read them right, I'm sure the feeling that you'll get jumping those is going to be immense. But for me, yeah those are going to be worth watching how about you Gemma I'm going
1: to choose a fence that's come before all of yours choice and that is the good old Babington Lake um purely because so horses will jump a big very decent log in with a bit of brush on top of it and then um a few strides to a skinny brush narrow in the middle of the water and then up a bit of a a lip to another skinny narrow brush and I think it will be I've chosen that because Horses over the past couple of years haven't seen enormous crowds and it will be really interesting to see, they'll you know, obviously get going in the course. And as we all know, there'll be thousands of people around the lake tomorrow. And whether, you know, I think the fence is on their own or maybe a smaller event wouldn't cause so much of a problem. But for me, it would just be interesting to see how much attention the riders have got from their horses um, when they get to, to that fence at that early stage of the course. Now, I'm going to ask for your predictions for what the top of the leaderboard will look like tomorrow. And we'll just have a sort of a general chat about this. So who, who'd like to go first? Who thinks going to be sat at the, at the top of the leaderboard this time tomorrow? Is it still going to be Laura or are we going to see
2: somebody else? God, it's such a hard one, isn't it, Gemma? Because, you know, there are bound to be some people in the top 10 who have time faults or who have a problem. But you look down that list and they are, you know, most of them real top competitors. who have so much experience. I just want to I will come back to my prediction at the top but I just wanted to pick out Amanda Pottinger who's lying 8th who I don't think we've talked much about but she's probably the most inexperienced Mm. rider in the top 10 she's got a lot of experience down in New Zealand and Australia and has ridden at the 5 star level at Adelaide but you know, hitting the big time here at badminton New Zealand rider, his mother Tinks Pottinger was placed here in 1988, so she certainly got some good advice there. You yeah. know, and good heritage, well yeah. bred for eventing. But um I can't really predict how she might go. But looking at the very top, Laura, Tom, Kitty in those top three spots. I think it's, I think it's go or bust. I don't think any of them are going to have five. Well, they might have five time thoughts. If everyone has, you know, five time thoughts is the fastest, but if the time is gettable, I think they'll get it. But there's the possibility for something to go wrong, a run out, a fall. But I wouldn't be surprised to see those three still sitting there at the top at the end of tomorrow.
1: And is everybody else sort of in agreement, or have you got any, anything else
0: that you'd like to mention? I think 11 minutes 44 is the optimum time tomorrow. That is that's a long course. Yeah. Uh, And as Pippa said, looking at the top end of that leaderboard, they are very experienced combinations, very strong combinations across all three phases. So I wouldn't be surprised if we are looking at a very similar picture tomorrow. But I don't think we can discount just how influential a 11 minute 44 course is going to be. Yeah. I I agree with you. And then
1: you sort of look at. I mean, Veneer Knip, Camira, and Piggy March are the reigning champions, and that horse is on it. You know, she's fast, and she's, she's brave. So, sort of looking looking at her, and then there's also Swallow Springs, who's just a... Uh, no, they're actually on equal scores in, in sixth, and, again, he's a fast and brave horse, so I
3: guess we'll see. I think you shouldn't, we shouldn't underestimate how much... You know how he's done the, the jumps kind of on little mounds, yeah. and I think that's going to take masses out of them. They're always having to jump up a slope yeah. or down a slope yeah. or... and and turn and kind of be brave off a turn and I think Oliver Townend is going to be furious with his placings and he's going to absolutely go for it he's going to go so
2: fast and yeah I think he's going to finish two horses on their dressage score, or at the end of tomorrow. That's something that Hector Payne one of the first timers we spoke to yesterday picked out about all the fences being on that slightly rising ground and that he really you know Eric Winter really has used the undulations here at Badminton which we traditionally think of as a flat course but it's not all that flat and there is certainly some terrain coming home at the end as well and I think your seconds can drift away in that last up that last hill coming into the arena so yeah there's the strong possibility for some faults there we haven't really mentioned Molly Summerland and Tammy Smith um, sitting 4th and 5th they're both riders who are less experienced than a lot of the others in the top 10 Molly has I think gone clear inside the time on her 2 4 star 5 star runs with this horse at um, Le Moulin where she won and Poe the year before so she is a gritty kid it yeah. has to be said um, yeah I' hard to say what'll happen but I wouldn't rule out her going clear inside the time I also wouldn't rule out a problem they are inexperienced Tommy is a pretty seasoned competitor but again doesn't have masses of five-star mileage and um, this horse went very well at Kentucky last year and basically lost a win and an Olympic place um, by breaking a frangible um, Tammy says she's learned a lot from that and would ride that sort of fence differently in the future um, so I'll be interested to see how how that pans out yeah I mean it will be the whole
1: the whole day is gonna be interesting and one that I can't wait to watch and there is just five penalties separating the top ten so it really is sort of all to play for. Anyway, thank you guys very much for joining me. And we hope that you at home will all join us again tomorrow. And thanks once again to Bailey's Performance Balancer, who are supporting the Horse and Hound Badminton Daily Podcast.